Full Court Fits is The Ringer's new weekly NBA video series hosted by Big Waz, a.k.a. Wozni Lambre. Each week, we take you around the world of NBA fashion and share can't-miss style choices from your favorite players and keep you up to date on the latest news and releases in sneaker culture. Waz also talks to experts like Damian Lillard's personal stylists to give you behind-the-scenes looks at how the NBA's biggest stars choose their outfits. New episodes drop every Friday, so make sure you're subscribed to The Ringer's YouTube channel at youtube.com slash The Ringer so you never miss an episode. My Eagle enthusiasts, it's Fairway Rollin' presented by FanDuel. Major season is here and you can get in on all the long drives, big putts, and major moments with FanDuel. Check out live PGA Tour bets like longest drive, round leaders, matchups, birdie or better, and more. Plus, track every shot in the app and watch select par three holes while you place your bets. Download the app today and bet with FanDuel, the official betting operator of the PGA Tour. Ringer is committed to responsible gaming. Please visit rg-help.com to learn more about the resources and helplines available and listen to the end of the episode for additional details. You must be 21 years old or older and present in select states. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit rg-help.com. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Never. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Hello, friends, and welcome to this playoff golf podcast unlike any other. We're back, baby. We've done it. It's playoff time here on Fairway Rollin', the golf podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I am your starter, Joe House, alongside me, the indefigatable. How do you say that? Indefigatable. Yeah, that's how you say it. Indispensable. PJ Tour correspondent on the ground. Nathan Hubbard, Nate Dog, it's you and me. It's a two ball. Pegs are in the ground. Let's get rolling, buddy. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you will always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash 
With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. So it's a playoff moment. And to honor the onset of the FedEx Cup playoffs, we had yet another incredible playoff on the PGA Tour. It could just be me. Like, I didn't sit down and do a historical analysis of year-over-year comparisons of playoffs um, that have occurred on the PGA Tour, but it feels like we've been on a stretch of pretty great playoffs in these uh, uh, stroke play events on on tour. A handful of events that would sort of fall into the second tier, maybe, in terms of level of interest, but the WGC last week is, is... not necessarily second tier. That's that's good players. And then this Wyndham Classic, a six way to enter in uh, to to the the full FedEx Cup playoffs. And the Bulldog himself, Kevin Kisner, breaks his winless streak, his winless playoff streak, which was very weird uh, to see that when you're looking up the stats. But but Nate, I mean, kind of a a, a hell of a way to enter into the playoffs after the regular season right is it weird that this is a week and i know you're going to get mad at me for this but this week with the Wyndham and then all of the drama stuff around the first playoff event i think i enjoy this week more than i enjoy the pga championship week and i know that's sacrilege like this week is going to be the most competitive non-major week in the history of golf. Both the Northern Trust and the Corn Ferry Tour final event in Boise have the highest respective field strengths ever on either tour. And last week, there was so much awesome drama around who got in, who didn't. And then it ended, you know, you were looking at the cut lines, then you were looking at the 125 lines, and then it ended with a just a fucking chaotic six-man playoff. Yes. Just a just a beautiful Adam Scott choke. Roger Sloan, who we gave you on this podcast, almost won the damn thing. And then Kisner got in and it started all kinds of Ryder Cup drama that's going to spiral for the next few weeks. I love this week of golf. It's the sneaky, one of the best weeks in on the calendar. Well, the problem with your contention and you, your contention you began with was the idea that this week is superior to the PGA Championship. I just enjoy it more. I'm just, I'm sorry to tell you you're dead wrong. That's all. I mean, it's fine. It's, it's fine. You, this is the beauty of America. You, We were allowed to have our opinions about what we enjoy. I mean, I, I'm just a humble man that likes, uh, what's the line for Boogie Nights? Uh, you know, uh, a, a pat of butter in my ass and a lollipop in my mouth. I mean, that that's just me. That's just right. what I like, Nate Dog. But, uh the, the the problem with with you we, we can't it's not appropriate to equate the PGA Championship with this this is jam packed and this is wonderful for golf nerds I just have more we, fun as a golf nerd that's all I love the yeah, courses yeah. of the PGA yeah I I care that's more right. about the Masters and the U.S. Open and the Open I don't always care See, I, as much about the winner of PGA but. I think the PGA with its move on the calendar yes. and the quality of the courses that they play at now, yes. plus the recency bias of Phil Mickelson fucking winning the PGA championship at Kiowa. After which you was bet a, against him for an entire year. 
I mean, I bet against him, then I bet on him. But still, he was. It was a, a. It was by far the high water mark, I would say, of the this most recently completed regular season. I mean, Phil winning was the most unexpected thing, uh, and and you know the highlight of of the season. Honestly, like uh, kudos to Daniel Rappaport Golf Digest. They just put up like let's do the regular season wrap up because and give out some awards because in other sports they give out the awards for regular season performance, and they they had the Phil at Kiowa circled as kind of a high high water mark, and yeah. I, I tend to agree with that. Yeah, that's fine. Listen, Rich Beam, Sean McKeel, whatever. We don't need to bore people with this. My point was, I love this week. Let's not take away from this week. This week is the sneaky best. I texted you and Simmons on Saturday. I was like, am I the only idiot who likes this? And you both texted back, yes. But so maybe it's just me. I'm on. I'm on the island. I'm. I'm ready to fight for this island. Well, it's but a, it's the, a great week of golf, and and I I the Wyndham was fun as hell. Sorry you missed it, Patrick Reed. Sorry you missed it, Louis Oosthuizen. It was fun. Yeah, and it it delivered exactly what we hope for out of this. It is the 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 part of the the charm, the thing that you've you uh, enjoyed and talked about on this podcast. You wrote about it all on the Ringer. So quick sidebar, I mean, shout out, for instance, to Chesson Hadley for not so only awesome. his his first hole-in-one ever in PGA Tour competition, but that hole-in-one was instrumental in him having uh, uh, the, literally his best round of, of the entire season because of what was at stake and the pressure. And after he fell apart at Congaree, a golf uh, uh, tournament that he had in his back pocket in that he grasp. should have won um, and then came back, did his very best and then held on because Justin Rose three putted uh, his final hole of the day. Thank you, Justin Rose. And Hadley is into the top 125 and then gives an incredible interview with uh, Amanda B- B- Balionis as always. And, and you know, just a, a great moment. But that that is, to your point, exactly why this this um, moment in the golf season, the golf, golf calendar um, is is so compelling. Yes. It just falls at a weird time on the. Ca- I mean, it's I the understand. middle of August, buddy. It's it's vacation. I, no, you know I know, I, mean? I know. But for those who like to put a little money down, yes, we yes. gave you Scott Piercy. We gave you Roger Sloan. Sloan made the damn play. Like if you didn't make money last week, it was so obvious that there was a handful of guys, a few of whom were gonna do great, and yeah, uh, and I mean, they perform well. But there was also heartbreak house. I mean. Bo Hogue double bogeys his third to last hole, misses the cut by one, falls from 125 out of the playoffs. He's got to go back to Corn Ferry Tour playoffs. Ryan Armour, who we love, just And couldn't... we said nice things about him for the, yes. for the Wyndham this, the last week. We did. I mean, Michael Thompson, who, you know, he had a great first day, but then absolutely blew up down the stretch. A bogey, a double, a bogey, misses the cut by one. He was in position to get in. Then he didn't do it. So for all of those stories of guys getting in, there was the heartbreak of guys getting out. And the biggest heartbreak of all, God, Adam Scott, it's four feet. <laughs> now, that's funny that you call that a heartbreak. That doesn't feel like a heartbreak to me. Because that's he's just, handsome and stayed it, in his basement for It's, it's Adam months. Scott. Like, that's yeah, what he, he does. I mean, we, we, he, he, he served up a, an open championship, a British Open to, to Ernie Els a handful of years yeah. ago. I mean, yeah. that's that's just Adam Scott being Adam Scott now. But isn't it interesting? Rose misses the putt. 
and that lets Chesson in. Scott misses the putt, and that lets Kisner in. There was a lot of, you know, guys on the back nine of their career playing well, really well, but just missing the shorties to get it done. Well, both Rose and Scott came into the Wyndham last week saying, we want to play well. We want to be in the top 125. This is the first time that Justin Rose has ne- will miss the playoffs. Team and Rose, a- baby. And Adam Scott actually showed a little fire. I mean, he 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 made he it to the playoff. He played great. He hasn't missed a cut since the PGA Championship. Now, I, don't, I think he's only played five times because Adam Scott is, you know, a beautiful man and needs to play golf, you know, treats it like it's a hobby. Unlike Kevin Kisner, this ain't no hobby. But, you know, uh, Adam Scott is a guy I'm looking at at Liberty National. He's got a good track record there, and we will get to the Northern Trust. We will get Yeah, so we're going to be on Adam Scott uh, a little bit. But um, nice way to end the season. Yes. Great win. So, like, a a three – we were on what feels like a a nice streak here of – we had Abe Answer win the WGC – in a playoff, um, his first win on tour. Then now we have kids getting back up there, winning for the first time in a playoff kind of situation. And you mentioned um, Riggs from, from Barstool tweeted out on Saturday that if Kevin Kisner was not a captain's pick for the team this year, that um, he was going to root for the European team, which I thought was absolutely hilarious and loved it. And then by God, and, and Riggs said he was drunk when he tweeted it, which absolutely yeah. makes perfect sense. And yeah. I also admire that. Uh, and That's also guilty. every time he tweets. I'm guilty of that as well. Um, and then kids win and won. And now it's like kind of a, an interesting conversation because it does have us. No, it's uh, not at this early juncture. Well, no, it's a fun conversation to have about what are the qualities that we want among the six captain selections. Is it just going to, are we just going to go down the list and put the, the six guys in? Cause we, we, we know the, the, the top six, we know, um, we know it, the it, top it, seven. Well, okay, because Spieth is a, is Spieth is in. in. Yeah, yeah. So right by by points, it's Colin Morikawa, DJ, Bryson, Brooks, JT, and Xander. Top six, they're in. Then yep. Jordan at seven. We know Jordan. No in. doubt. Harris English, Patrick Reed, Daniel Berger, Patrick Cantley, Tony Finau. Feels yeah. like there's room for some discretion around a couple of those names. I mean, it feels like this. If there's ever a year to put Patrick Reed to go on in, that th- this would be a fine year to have him be in, because everybody's going to be because focused on Bryson and Brooks. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because it's right. a complete clusterfuck of human interaction that we're about to see. I, 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 I can't remember the last round of of golf that I saw from Patrick Cantlay that made me say, "Wow, Patrick Cantlay, that's a great." Can round you of believe golf. he's won twice this year? Yeah, but you know, one was in California, the Amex. Yeah, uh, uh, and and the other was on the front side of the wraparound, wasn't it? Zozo. Yeah. So he he so, sort of backed so, into it. So so what? I mean, yeah. Like, no, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> that's where I am too. I mean, I, I but it's Patrick Canley. I know, and he's got you know track uh, uh, chops in terms of match play. It just yeah. goes back to his amateur career. It's not that, match play that we would say of any recent vintage. Yeah, no. And top top ten Tony is now ooh, made the cut, Tony. And it, look, Patrick Reed is the very interesting one. We'll talk about him, but Patrick Reed withdrew from the Wyndham last week. And you just have to wonder if he had a very private conversation with a certain 
coach by the name of Stricker. Oh, I thought you were going to say Coach Justine. No. Uh, okay. She probably called Coach Stricker uh, <laughs> to say, hey, what am I doing here? I'm tired. I'm trying to make the tour championship. Do I need to show you something at the Wyndham or not? And you just got to wonder if Stricker said, no, you don't. Go to Liberty National, where, by the way, you're the last guy to win a tournament there. Show me something that you're not in bad form and you're in. I, I, I would have liked a little more drama, but I think we're going to look back and see Patrick Reed's withdrawal from the Wyndham as a signal that he had a private conversation with the, with the man who told him he's in. Hey, you know what? And fair is fair. He did fly on a moment's notice to Tokyo, Japan from, uh, where did he go? Minnesota? Yes, from the 3M. And, yes. And look, when we look at the Wyndham, by the way, guess who played fucking great? Rory Sabatini was hanging around second place yep. for a long time, almost made his way up into the 125. C.T. Pan was getting nipped at his heels. He made a bunch of clutch birdies down the stretch to make the cut on Friday, and that helped him stay in the top 125. So to me, it feels a little bit like, you know, we used to poo-poo basketball in the Olympics, and then, you know, you and Simmons would say, these are clutch, crunch time minutes. Players get better playing for their national teams now that there's more quality of play around the world. You look at at those guys and their performance when they came back and say, maybe that was a good experience for anybody who went over there. So you you can't, I think the hustle from Patrick Reed, like you said, was going and playing for the Olympic team. And you just got to believe he maybe had a conversation where they told him, take a breath, go try to make the FedEx Cup, you know, the, the, the tour championship, make your money. You're on the team, get your rest and, and let's go win the Ryder Cup with Captain America. I like I it. I'm I'm on it. I mean, no, I mean, he, sure. The, the Midwest loves Patrick Reed. Think about how beloved he was at Hazeltine. Um, the, the, another guy that we're going to talk about on, on today's show, we talked about him at last week's show, Webb Simpson, who finished one stroke out of the playoff because, you know, Sedgefield is in his blood. It's in his DNA. Uh, it's and, on and his all children's he, birth certificate. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's exactly right. What, what's the daughter that he Wyndham. named? Right. He named a daughter. It is funny that it's the sponsor, right? Because yeah. they stopped. They stopped their that that end of the regular season uh, money award thing, and Comcast pays it now. So somebody won. Who won the the Comcast money, the regular season money? Uh, I think it was Morikawa. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was him. And yeah, it was he like was ten, number one. Ten yeah. million bucks or something. Yeah, it's good money. I mean, they really the regular, but none of the top ten showed up to the Wyndham. It's just like, but like Wyndham, it, I guess it has a certain charm. If I were, I'm not from the South. If I was from the South, I might understand it better. It does have a Southern. It'd be kind better of... if it was La Quinta. <laughs> That's... La Quinta Simpson. That is not a terrible name, by the way. I actually, it, it kind of works for me. I'm, a good, um, I'm serious. We're going to talk about Webb Simpson. Webb Simpson, I think, is a lock for uh, the Ryder Cup uh, if, if he's healthy. Yeah. I mean, I think he's got to play well this week, and that's one of the guys we got to look at at Liberty. But because yeah. he always plays well at Wyndham, that's the case that you'd make. But it's hard to leave that guy off the team, especially, as you said, with the drama. And if you're going to bring in Patrick Reed and the Spieth drama and, you know, all that stuff, you need a couple of adults in the room. And Webb Simpson, beard or no beard, that dude's an adult. Well, one of the adults in the room 
that for sure is going to be an assistant captain. It seems unlikely that he'll 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 be playing is Phil Mickelson, mm. who, thank God, really set this week up. And really, it, it, it was it was Harry Higgs. Let's give credit where credit's due. It was Harry doing a Twitter "Ask Me Anything" because he's like sitting at the airport or something, right? And people start, you know, asking him some some great stuff. And he, and somebody asked him about getting in one of the the Tuesday money matches. Uh, it, it, at 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 a PGA Tour event before the week really gets going, when the guys are out, you know, playing and acclimating themselves to the golf course or whatever. And Harry said he never played in one of those Phil Money matches. Uh, yeah, they kind of just... called out Phil a little bit. It feels like, oh, I I am on Twitter right now, Harry. Uh, challenge accepted, buddy. Dude. So the match was was today. You just. You never poke the bear. My brother poked the bear <laughs> one time playing with him at the Amex. All three guys, they were playing threesomes on a uh, Sunday. All three guys were in the same spot within literally a yard of each other. And one of the guys was like, Phil, do we, shall we, you know, closest to the hole? And Phil's like, sure. He made them bet 10 grand on a shot. <laughs> And they were both, you know, dumb shits like my brother for whom 10 grand like really fucking matters. So they all got the shit beaten out. You just don't poke the bear. Phil Mickelson wins these things. And that's exactly what happened today playing with Joel Damon, who, by the way, loves money. He plays yeah, well, golf for money. It's all he wants to do when he misses cuts. He goes and finds guys on Twitter who will he can take money from. I'm doing this podcast in a room in which he jumped me wearing a Grinch costume uh, because I bet him that he wouldn't put the damn thing on. The guy will do anything for money. And today he fleeced the shit out of Keith slash Kevin Mitchell uh, and, and <laughs> Harry Higgs, who, who, you know, maybe they were chasing the pit, but as Max told us last week, man, this is all, guys are doing dumb shit for, for the pit money that they're not going to win. And Phil knows it. And he just pocketed a lot of dough. Well, and, and to be fair to Harry Higgs and Keith Mitchell. I'm very happy that that Keith Mitchell uh, was part of this because he wears my favorite uh, 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 tailor, Sid, Sid Mashburn. He's the only Sid Mashburn. He's the only pro out there wearing Sid Mashburn in the, in the full thing. But your point is, is the right point. The, the Joel Damon was the underrated, the full grift. Like that guy has been hustling, playing. You just said it. I mean, the, yeah, and the stories are legion of, of him in, you know, not PGA Tour events, playing guys for money and taking home checks. He knows exactly how to play golf for money. And in fact, if you follow Phil's Twitter feed uh, today, the live tweeting of the match, Joel's yeah. the one that brought it home. Joel carried it. Listen, I'm taking Joel to Baker's Bay in the fall. And a a foundational rule for that trip was I'm not ever playing against him. No, you, you. I mean, there's no number of strokes even that you could get to make it fair. By the way, you're coming. Oh, in the fall, Baker's <laughs> Bay, Joel Damon, maybe some of the other you know f uh, the the other boys from the Den, the Den Let's mother see. Joel Joel Damon, who other whoever else we can get to the Den. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. You know, I'm in, you know, but I'm in. we're not playing against Joel Damon. Cause you just don't. So th that was like, that was like Phil's mini me, not game wise, but like hustle wise, uh, Phil and his mini me took, took those guys to the cleaners. So I, I, 
I would have bet against Phil at the Masters. I would have bet against Phil the way that you did. I, you do not bet against Phil in the Tuesday practice round, you know, money match uh, when when Keith Mitchell has to go ring the Nasdaq bell or whatever he has well, to do. My my question to you is: Will he be enough? And we will stop with the Ryder Cup because the Ryder Cup uh, intrigue will be ongoing. Yes, we for will the, talk for a lot another about five weeks or so. But do do you think, as we sit here today? that Phil can bring, uh, c- can get these guys t- to come together? Can he can he bring the proper, uh, I mean, Stricker, I-, I don't mean to undercut Stricker. Stricker's the captain, and yeah. he, with his own um, demeanor, his own soft touch, his own uh, approach, his own quiet approach, uh, might might be fine. But Phil, as, a, as an active player who just won a major championship, the gravitas that Phil has, and it's been demonstrated, uh, over decades and including in, in team competitions, um, you know, can he galvanize these guys? Can he bring them together? So I'm going to zag on your zig and Good. say, when I look through the tweets that he sent as he was live tweeting the round, some of those tweets have like 300 likes. Like this was not heavily followed. Also, to be fair, he's playing with Keith Mitchell and Harry Higgs and Joel Damon. He's not playing a money match with, I mean, I know he did the match with Bryson, but he's not bringing together those hosses. So I think there's this reverence for Phil from the younger generation. And I think the sort of top 15, 20 guys admire and respect Phil, but I don't know that they're going to be as deferential to Phil. I don't know that Brooks Kepka will be deferential to Phil Mickelson in the way that he would be deferential to a certain Tiger Woods. Okay. So, so that, that is interesting. And we just had a dynamic of Brooks and Phil together. They played yes. 18 holes together for the PGA championship for Christ's sakes. Yes. So I'm just not sure that he is the uniter. He's a little bit more the class clown, which means they love to have him in the room and they're going to listen to him. But when Tiger walks in, people stop talking. Well, so it's something different. We have five weeks to to muse aloud, to wonder aloud. We there are. I hope I'm wrong. Well, well, no. We what I'm something. saying, you talked about Tiger walking in the room. I mean, there are some early reports, early indications that the leg is healing, the and that's all. Let's just leave it there. Let's just leave it there. Moving between the capillaries from we'll above just, the knee down yes. to the toes. And yes, that's it. That's all we know. I mean, even if. Even if it's Weekend at Bernie's Part Four, you're gonna roll Tiger Woods in into in to Whistling Straits, right? I mean, even if you got to string him up and and sort of make him, you know, tie ropes to his hands so he has to move around, like he's gonna be there, and pr- we're gonna pretend that he's bringing some energy. I'm sure. Okay, all right. Well, we have lots of time to to figure all of that out. Uh, and again, it will there will be many twists and turns between now and then, and I'm I'm here for all of it. Are um, we is it are we too old to make weekend at Bernie references? Like, is there a better weekend at Bernie's movie? Bro, buddy. About dead guys? Look, look at the president of the United States. Okay, fair enough. I mean, that's not even I'm fair not enough. that's not even a political comment. No, no, it's true. You're right. Christ okay. Sakes. No, we're not. Okay. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles. 
because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Well, with that as the segue, let's talk about what's going on here with yes, this, uh, this FedEx Cup. Yeah, the FedEx Cup. So uh, we have the 125 set. Yeah. To tell everybody again, for the guys that are not in the 125, what is happening? What's on their agenda? What are, where are they going and where, what can we watch on television? Well, it depends on where they finish. The guys who finished 126 to 150, uh, like Mark Hubbard, are dropping down to... Actually, sorry, the guys who finished 126 to 150 retain conditional status on the tour. That means they're going to get 10 to 12 starts next year. They're going to be a bunch of the sort of lower profile events. And if they can do something in those, great. But their status is way in the back of the line. That said, golfers 126 to 200 drop down and they're going against the top 75 guys on the corn ferry tour. And for the next three weeks, they'll play in the corn ferry tour finals, the top 25 guys across those three events in total, get their card. The top 25 guys of the guys who don't already have their card, because the top 25 guys from the regular season are playing those playoffs. They have already secured their card. They're basically playing for position. Because after the top 125 guys who are going to play in the FedEx Cup playoffs, the order of priority to get into tournaments goes number one from Corn Ferry to a regular season, then number one from Corn Ferry to a playoffs, then number two Corn Ferry to a regular season, number two playoffs, and so on and so forth. After you've exhausted those 50 guys, then the guys with conditional status who finished 126 to 150 get into tournaments, which is to say, you're going to get into Bermuda, you might get into you know, the Barbasol, it's going to be impossible for you to get into events like, you know, the Genesis and the Arnold Palmer. So you have a bunch of guys now who are down on that Corn Ferry tour for the next three weeks playing in Boise and then Columbus at Jack's course at, at Ohio State and then finishing in Evansville, Indiana. And you got to finish top 25 of the guys who don't already have their card. Uh, and then you come back up. If you don't, you're back down on the Corn Ferry Tour. There is one guy who deserves a shout out, and that is David Lingamurth, who, okay. who was outside the top 200 on PGA Tour points, FedEx Cup points coming into this week. If you finish outside the top 200, you don't even get to go down to Corn Ferry Tour next year. You have to go back to qualifying school, school Q school. And he fought his way 
through a Monday qualifier into the Wyndham and then played well enough to get himself into the Fed or into the uh, Corn Ferry Tour playoffs, which means that at worst he gets to play the Corn Ferry Tour last year. So that's an example of the kind of guys and, and little sort of quiet stories that happen over the course of the last week where guys fight to keep their careers alive. So all of that is at play this week. But most importantly, we've got the FedEx Cup playoffs starting, not because we think the FedEx Cup playoffs are that amazing, but this week we will have the strongest non-major or players field ever assembled at a PGA Tour event. And by the way, as a sign of how great golf is getting and how tough it is to stay on tour, that Corn Ferry Tour final event in Boise has the highest strength of field of any Corn Ferry Tour event ever. So there are a bunch of badass golfers, all guys 1 through 25, except conspicuously absent Louis Oosthuizen, who is definitely hurt, are going to be at Liberty National and the game is, how do I get to the BMW at Caves Valley? That means I've got to finish top 70. And as we start yeah. thinking about who are the guys we might put a little money on this week, we got to start looking less about who's going to win. Although, hey, we, we're going to have those conversations. But more starting to look at those cut lines because the top 70 make it to the BMW. And then the week after, the top 30 make it to the Tour Championship. And there is a lot of change that's going to happen. Last week, three guys made it into the 125. That meant three guys played their way out. This week, you know, last year, six guys played their way into BMW. Six guys played their way out. So there's a whole lot of shuffling that's going to happen. And that means opportunity to place your bets. Oh, okay. So there are uh, some aspects of Liberty National. It's not completely foreign venue for us um they just had an event there in 2019 and 2017 the president's cup was there stroke play of events in 2009 2013 and 2019 uh and you know it has a reputation for tiny greens the course has gone under undergone some uh renovation over the years um because the so the players originally didn't like it now it seems like they like it and i also think they like the uh, uh occasion waste. Well, I mean, you get to go to New York City, yeah. and 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 by the way, I was I was in New York City uh, Sunday night, had an outstanding dinner in the Union Market area, and then uh, got to play in a nice charity event, the Bigs and Littles New York City, the mentorship program there. That's Shout a game, out to House. Bigs and Littles. I shot. I played this this gem of a golf course on Monday called Sands Point Golf Club Ooh. out in Nassau County. A 1928 Tillinghast. This is the thing about New York. All of these crazy, underrated, golden age architecture joints that you, you haven't really ever heard of. I hadn't heard of Sands Point until I went out there, and it was an absolute gem. It was in perfect shape. It had all of the trademark Tillinghast bunker placement, elevated greens, tilts in greens, and it was really, really, really fun. And I shot like an 82 or something. So I was, you know, well, pretty happy with that's, that. It's good for me. That's good for you. Uh, yeah. Good thing there's all those tournaments uh, on the PGA Tour in New York City, then, I guess. Well, that's it. I think they're excited Ugh, uh, to, they, to be in New York. Yeah, they are because there just aren't. So it's great that we're here. Yeah, that's it. Um, so we there are uh, some. Guys who have played enough rounds at Liberty Nats National for us to have yeah, a perspective on sure. what kinds of, of uh, traits, attributes will, will make sense. There's been Heath enough Slocum. professional golf there. <laughs> the, the, the OG. <laughs> the OG, Heath Slocum. But it matters, um, right? Because Heath's the guy in 2009 
who came into the playoffs at 124, but he won and jumped up to third. So with points back to four times normal, which means normally you win 500 points if you win a FedEx or a a normal PGA Tour event in the FedEx Cup playoffs, you're going to win 2,000. So there's, there's a lot of movement that can happen here this week. It looks like from... Some of the hard work by our friends in the analyst community who try and, uh, you know, create kind of course profiles, ball, uh, strokes gained, ball striking, which is the combination of strokes gained approach and strokes gained uh, off the tee. Yeah. That that combined stat, uh, which we call strokes gained ball striking, is is like uh, by far and away. And this is our, our homie, Pat Mayo, far and away the most important. And so that that immediately brings to mind, you know, your ball striking, your flushers. Colin Morikawa doesn't have... Uh, any rounds at this uh, venue professionally, but you gotta if you, anytime you see strokes gain approach, strokes strokes gain ball striking, he, he's got to be. Well, he's taught us we mix. can't forget about him. Yeah, when Patrick won, he he he, he was the leader in strokes gain off the tee. But OG yeah, exactly right. Go, Adam Scott. Uh, uh, yeah, we got to talk about him. He won this in 2013. He was fifth in 2019. Um, he's playing better golf. He missed the playoff with his uh, extended chest putter at uh, Wyndham that we just mentioned. Good though, but I think you're right. The ball striking looks back, Ugh. and that you Those know drives he, he's, he's on a, the play. I he's mean, a good god. Yeah, he 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 he's a flusher, and it, for whatever reason, he seems interested again. So yeah, he he's on a list for me. Who who else do you are you are you looking at this stage? Look for me. I'm really interested from a betting perspective on these cut lines, okay? Look, the difference between 1 and 10 in the FedEx Cup standings right now is 450 points. And and again, with points worth four times normal, that's only a difference between third and 10th. So there's a lot of guys who are in this right now. And like we said, like job number one is to get to the BMW at Caves Valley, Valley, which I do not know anything about. Do you know anything about the Wilmington course? It, no, Caves Valley's in Baltimore, um, and I did not work my way into an invite, uh, okay. which is to say I did not invite myself up to Media Day there, but they hosted a bunch of uh, media. It's it's it gets a they've hosted a bunch of events. They hosted like a Solheim Cup up there. They've okay. hosted a senior event. It's a it's a an a, a laudable track. I think this is the first time the actual like PGA Tour those guys are going to be on it. But it's it's a it's a good test. Okay, so so. Again, these guys are trying to fight their way in the top 70. You know, six did it last year from outside the bubble. Three were 90th or lower in FedEx. It it took no worse than a tied for 13th to get there. So Chesson Hadley, who we talked about, he's 125th. To get into the BMW, he's got to make up roughly like 280 points, which means he's got a top 10. But with a win, he's in first. So these guys are a little more clustered together than they have been historically. There is the separate thing, which is the race for the tour championship. Right now, your boy, C. Woo, he's 30th. Okay. He's at like 1,187 points. But there's another 20 guys who could jump into position this week with the top 10. So Rory, Max, Homa, Kisner, C. Woo, Corey Connors, Billy Horschel, none of those guys are safe. So I'm looking at the cut lines and thinking about who's going to grab the opportunity to jump up. And who are the guys who are going to suffer going backwards? So I start with the guy who is the odd man out right now, the guy who ended up being, you know, who's in the position Justin Rose ended up 
at coming out of the Wyndham. He's 71st yeah. on FedEx Cup. Bubba Watson. Like, okay. is there any way Bubba Watson is not going to play his way into the BMW? And in, in which case, you got to put something on Bubba to play well. EVR, Eric Van Royen, who we've talked about this year, he just won up in Tahoe. He's sitting there at 76th. Joel Damon, we've talked about him, loves the money. He carried Phil today. He sits 77th. Mackenzie Hughes and Shane Lowry are 67th and 66th just inside the line. Those guys all probably need to make the cut for sure. And, and, and the guys outside the line, maybe then some, to move forward into the BMW. Those feel like guys who are going to play well. The flip side for me, Robert Streb, JT Poston has not been playing well. Troy Merritt sort of flashed around uh, Hartford, and we haven't seen much from him since then. He's just inside the line. Seamus Powers just outside the line at 73. You could see those guys pressing a bit too hard and missing a cut and opening the door for some of those guys we talked about earlier. So I, I look at those earlier guys as people who have to play well. The money to bet this week, I really think, is around the cut line guys who have momentum, but who you just know are going to work their way into the BMW. So you, you, you're looking at guys, um, you know, there are a bunch of top 40 odds available yep. on FanDuel right now. You can, you can, you know, find top twenties, uh, top forties. Yes. Yeah. Top twenties, top thirties, top forties, but that that's right. And you know, let, let's go ahead and, and get, so Bubba, by the way, interesting that you mentioned him, he's played this Liberty nationally. He has a top, at least one top t uh, 15, finish there. Let's see what the odds are for Bubba to finish in the top 40 at this because there there maybe there's a little value there. He knows what he needs. We've seen little moments like Bubba was on the back nine at the Travelers with with the lead, yeah. a place that he's super uh, uh comfortable TPC Southwind up there in Connecticut and he, he went on a bogey River Highlands. He went up River Highlands. Yeah. What did I say? Southwind. Yeah, Southwind is Memphis. down in Memphis. Memphis. I still had Memphis yeah, he, on he, my he mind. He had a speaking of Memphis, he had a Chris Verno bogey party. He had a bogey. That's it. He had a bogey party. It was a bogey party. So top 40 for Bubba is plus 185. Oh, if on. I'm seeing that right. That's almost two to one return on your money Go if you think do it. Yeah. That's a good one. Is that our best one of the week? I mean, listen, we gave Scott Piercy and Roger Sloan last week. That's our, I think we got to go with that one this week. I, I also think it, it'd be hard to imagine Mackenzie Hughes and Shane Lowry missing a cut with, with that much money on the line. Remember, you get in the BMW, there's a no-cut event. So uh, those, are, those are the big ones. But Bubba at plus odds to be top 40, come on, man. Well, and I'm going to not sleep on some other big names. I'm going to look for some value opportunities on Webb Simpson. Webb's played yes. a ton at this this uh, venue, eighth in 2009, tied for 15th in 2013, tied for 18th in 2019, top 20s in each of his last three starts. I'm going to sprinkle something on Webb, maybe like a top top 20 for Webb. Where's the handsome Australian? Uh, let's look him Who up right now. Let a me four see footer, here. But otherwise, now, do you, what do you great? want? Where, where, where do you like him? What kind of bet do I you mean, want to put on the handsome look, Australian? I, I, I think you gotta place a bet on him to win. He's eighty second. Oh, to win! Look, we're we're okay. gonna place a couple bets on him, but he's eighty second yeah. right now. He needs to make up about hundred and forty points, which, with the accelerated point thing, probably means a top twenty five. So, if we can get a top twenty five or a top twenty bet on a guy who has won, who has finished fifth. 
you got to do it based on how we played last week. He needs that top 25 to get into the BMW. He's going to do it. I really like uh, your logic here. 43 to 1, Adam Scott currently available. Another guy in that class that I'm looking at, and this is really just a um, combination of form. Not he, he, This guy I'm going to talk about, it's Hideki. I'm saying yeah. he missed the cut at the Wyndham, which is fine. I honestly think it might have been like an eject because he wanted to go get his rest. Another guy who flew, has been all over the world. I don't even world. know why he was there. Played in a playoff. I, I, I feel like there was an appearance kind of angle uh, to yeah, it. Had I, to honest be. to God. It, it, just, right? it made no sense for him to be there. It made no, it made no sense whatsoever. But Hideki, available right this second at uh, 36 to 1 on FanDuel. Hideki, uh, let me remind everybody, in 2017, uh, blew away. I think it was JT. Is that who he dusted in the in a singles match uh, at the President's Cup with eight birdies and an eagle? Uh, Hideki comfortable at Liberty National. Maybe there's some value on Hideki this week. You like that? I love it. Where is Patrick Reed? He's going to be overinflated, isn't he? No, thirty-five to one. This is the same same I mean, class. I'm, again, it all comes down to whether he. And use golf facts had the private conversation with Stricker, <laughs> and and, and what, what was said because because if if Stricker told him take a week off, show us something at Liberty, then he's going to kick ass this week because he's won here before. But if Stricker told him, "Look, you're in, get your rest," maybe he's not as driven here, and he sort of is is gearing up trying to defend and make sure he makes it to the tour championship. That that's a tough one, but I I, I you got to like the bet on Patrick Reed. The 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 buzz and chatter about Patrick Reed is only going to accelerate as we get closer to this Ryder Cup pick even if he's already been, you know, sort of privately quietly made. The other thing I want to ask you is where is Xander Shoffley because we saw Sabatini and CT Pan come back from the Olympics with some clutch play. He was not very hot in Memphis. He finished 46th but you would be missing out on the fact that he shot a 68 on the last day. You know, he had a week off. He was only there. Yes. For what? To show off the gold medal. Exactly. That's why. <laughs> he was like in the house showing off the gold exactly. medal to the boys. So he had a week off. We know he loves. Available at 22 to 1. Look, he loves Eastlake. He, he's only 12th right now. So look, he won the tour championship in 2017. He had the lowest score to par there in 2020. You'll remember that they do the sort of, you know, stroke penalty advantage for the guys who are in first starting in 2020, but I, I or 2019, but I expect him to really jockey for position this week because I think he's got that tour championship now circled. He's got the sort of confidence coming out of the Olympics that it looks like has impacted some of the other guys who came back. So Xander's a very interesting bet at 22 to one. We have seen a lot of guys over the course of this season. If there's one thing you and I have learned, it's that when we slept on Rory at about 20 to one, he fucking won in Charlotte. When we slept on JT at the players at 20 to one, he won that chance. So like these guys, when we let them drop, they come back and they burn our ass at 22 to one. Xander Shoffley with a gold medal around his neck is a pretty good look. I like it. Well, I don't like um, Colin Morikawa at 17 to 1. No. Um, but, you know, this is another venue where a flush are going to flush. And let's remind everybody of one Abraham Answer yeah. who finished solo second at this venue in 2019, yeah. available to win at 31 to, to 1. Wow. But 
what I'm looking for for Morikawa and answer, those guys are both to me top 20 and top 10 plays. Uh, yeah, for sure. Because, you know, the, 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 the comfort level that both of them have with, with their games and, and, you know, I'm not getting enough return for sure on Morikawa. 31 to 1, maybe I'll dabble a tiny bit on answer. The one thing that I want to also um, remind folks, and this is something that I have been successful with the last two weeks, Nate. I've been very quiet. I don't, I don't know if I should even share it. I have um, correctly selected the winner of the golf tournament each of the past two weeks. And the reason that I bet them, I live bet them you Sunday morning. You picked I did. For one reason. He was, he was 12 to 1. And the week before, I picked Abe Answer yeah. for one reason. He was 12 to 1. Uh, if you can get, get double-digit odds on – and both of those were – like it took extraordinary yeah. circumstances for both of those yeah. to hit. It, it took lots it, of, uh, of heart swallowing. Yeah, I got it. And, and in each instance, um, me hitting those just covered off bad bets that I made, you know, okay. leading into the tournament. Like I had all this Bryson exposure. I know, I know. The Bryson thing. That – but, but you know, answers win, covered off all those bets. I had a bunch of exposure on guys that I thought were going to – I thought Mito Pereira was going to play well no. at Wyndham. I thought um, Hank Lebiota was going to play well at Wyndham. I liked uh, Hideki potentially to go yeah. out there. You didn't count um, on the 27-footer Mark Hubbard made on Friday to make the cut. I love Mark Hubbard so much. You know that. <laughs> uh, but so, uh, and that, that is what knocked Hideki out, which was fine. That's a good trade. I'll make that trade all day. I just had some bets that, that I needed to cover off. I looked for somebody who, who can win a golf tournament so, at double digit odds on Sunday morning. And last two weeks, we've got, we've got some doubles, some W's in the book, okay, buddy. Okay. So, so you have been really good at this. So I want to ask you then, what do we do about Rom? Because he finished, I think third or T5 last time at Liberty one shot back or something. The last time he tested positive for COVID, he came back and won the U.S. Open. So he tested positive again. Here he comes. He's a ball striker. He, you just feel like this is kind of his year and that a, a, a solid FedEx Cup makes him the undeniable player of the year. The odds aren't great, though, man. No, the odds stink. And, and the, the best argument for Rom as player of the year will be winning one of these events yeah. and, you know, stealing some of the shine away from Colin Morikawa. Cause more, I, to me, it's Morikawa right now. Really? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Who, who else is in the conversation? Think, to me, it's Rom and Morikawa. I think it's Rom. Yeah. I, I, oh, okay. I, I well, that's fine. I think it's Rom because in particular, the way he sort of is handled, cause, cause he actually won the Memorial. Uh, well, see, the, you, you, this is the, the debate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, but he, yeah. he, he he didn't get the money, and he didn't get the points, and he didn't get Look, anything because he had to withdraw. Here's what we know. A year ago at the Northern Trust, it was at TPC Boston, and DJ choked away the easiest opportunity to make 59 that has ever been choked away by being <laughs> 11 under through 11 holes. He did go on to get player of the year, and he won the FedEx Cup, and he definitely... And he shot 30 under. And, and, and he deserved it, but... We're not going to have any of those scores on Liberty with, you know, the, the Jets landing from Newark and Lady Liberty looking on. I, no. I do just want to make one point, and that is that Brooks Kepka is making a lot of, here's me coming down the steps of the jet onto the tarmac at Newark. Here's me teeing off on the 12th hole at Liberty National Post, which are different than him in a Hawaiian shirt with a gold chain at like a 
fucking marshmallow concert or something. Uh, and that's always an indication that he's locked in and focused and feeling good about his game. When he doesn't do the shit talking, but does the actual shit kicking, Brooks is scary. And I think Brooks does not like the fact that he's been known less for his winning and more for his talking over the last few months. Brooks Kepka is giving us a little bit of a sign. Maybe. I mean, he's had his opportunities to 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 tell us, you know, to remind us all what it what it looks like. I mean, he was in the final twosome at the PGA championship and he lost to Phil Mickelson. Uh, you know, he's been in in, in a couple other coffees for closers. Yeah. <laughs> so and I here's my concern with him. Is he more focused on playing well left-handed against Portnoy uh, in a month? Yeah. Or, you know, where's his head? I understand. Where's his head? I understand. That's all. Maybe maybe it was his agent telling him to make those posts, but he he usually when he locks in, his posts become about golf. When he's not when he's not locked in, they're about other stuff. They're about uh Michelob Ultra or whatever the hell else. Well, I can tell you what, Nate Doug, I am not locked in on Michelob Ultra because there's not enough alcohol in it. I am locked in, though, on some delicious tequila to toast our boy, uh, Abraham Answer. Yes. And uh, I'm going to bet on him this week uh, in a variety of ways. And some of these other names that we've mentioned, there's some good bets out there. I love the Bubba bet. That's going to be, let's not jinx Bubba, but that is my favorite bet of all the ones that we talked about. Um, we are, Nate Dog locked in. We've got shows coming up through these playoffs. Oh, yeah. We're going to have some guests coming on from the golf community. I have some some invitations uh, underway, some prominent names that we're going to bring on here. It's time to bring out the the, the high wattage, the season. We want to put a nice bow on the season and get ready for the Ryder Cup. We've done it, Nate Dog. Thanks so much for coming on. Thanks, House. All right, my birdie buddies, my par-saving pals. There you have it, the first week of the FedEx Cup playoffs in the books. And if you want to watch super high-pressure field golf, the KFT stuff is on the Golf Channel. You get to watch all these guys fighting it out for their careers. That's another pretty good way to watch some golf. We're back next week with another fantastic fairway roll, and we're hoping everybody's strong ROI out there. In the meantime... My eagle enthusiast, let's hit him straight out there.